crikey, mate. This is Mika, and you're listening to the Head Now Xavadaus Football Fix from Western Australia. It is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022, 8 p.m. sharp. This is podcast number 126, aka podcast like 29 of season 5, something like that. 20 something of season 5. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I am one of the lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Folks. Uh, we love people who chat along with us in the discord we were popping a little bit this weekend although it was also a bit quiet after i called out the chat Uh, i was like hey how come no one's uh giving me shit for calling the vikings frauds anymore that's because the vikings were losing um pretty much from the first play of the game when we got a you know kirky fumbles uh reappeared for a split second Uh, that pretty much set the tone of the whole game vikes end up losing but uh we appreciate people who participate in the discord regardless um we've also got the segment start times uh, honestly probably not going to put them in the description below this time sorry it's only half an hour show you can you can figure it out i'm too lazy tonight I don't, i'm not sitting on my rig i'm laying on the couch so and also thank you at levi Oki illustration for all the beautiful art that people can see josh how we darn how are you gar i'm doing good uh you know we were talking a little bit here pre-show you're on week two of being sick um are you gonna have to go on ir for thanksgiving just so the people just so all the people know we're concerned about I you. Shouldn't, I, I shouldn't have to. Um, so there's there's that. I just I think that you know how Jordan had his flu game. Yeah, that's that's gonna be what I bring to the table. So now, when you say bring to the table, are you talking about the family Thanksgiving table? Or are you talking about the fucking turkey bowl gobble gobble? Well, both, obvi. Um, but yeah, turkey bowl too. Ugh. Yeah, are you no, gonna, are you gonna I, make it through the night? I, I do have to take a COVID test tomorrow to make sure I'm eligible to play. But okay. I, I do I have had an opportunity to kind of falsify those tests, so I should be good. Rain. I do believe you had told Carmel Bear we've been playing, so we've been hitting the COD hard. We've been hitting the DMZ. Shout out Modern Warfare, bringing some friends back together here for a bit. Um, but you did tell Carmel Bear you're going for the triple digits in COVID. If you if you find out you have COVID again, what does this say about you? Um, and your immune system. Uh, I'm the best that there is, and there has ever been, and there ever was. So, yeah, my immune system is probably going to just say, you know what, bud, you win. And then that's when, you know, all the parades happen, and I probably need to go back to the doctor for hallucinations, and yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, glad to hear you're still coming through. Um, you're still, I mean, you're still doing the pod. I mean, Josh, this is, I mean, you're dedicated to the cause, all right? So people keep, people can't fault you. Um, you know, I, I didn't try to brush off the I'm doing, uh, how I'm doing question. I'm doing good. I will apologize to the folks out there. If I, if there's a little extra mic sound for the audio files out there, audio Alan Walters and the people who like to critique things I genuinely don't really give a shit about. Um, I'm freehanding my mic because I'm laying on my dad's couch versus sitting in my apartment at my rig with all the screens and the mic stand 
stand on this and that. I'm just holding my mic in my hand laying on a couch, so you're probably going to hear a little bit of extra, um, you know, scuffling and noise as I move my mic around and move my hand around reading the notes and this and that. But uh, So I'll just apologize right now to the audiophiles. Um, but, you no, know, genuinely, Josh, are you excited for the, you know, I know you said you got to take a COVID test, but you've always been someone who's been obnoxiously um, athletically gifted to the point where you shouldn't be able to do half the stuff you're able to do, half the athletic feats I've seen you do. So are you ready to fucking kick six touchdowns in the first quarter of your first Turkey Bowl matchup or what? Yeah, yeah, I'll probably, probably do something along those lines and then start trying. But uh, <laughs> um, no, no, yeah, I do look forward to it. A lot of it's just seeing people hanging out, having fun. It's not supposed to be cold, which is always nice. Um, it's, it's, you know, we've, we've played in the negatives. We've played in the negative negatives. We've played in the snow. We've played in the... Um, beautiful weather and I, and we played in the wind and so it's really just rain or shine we'll be there and yeah i'll be there COVID or not hell yeah dude all right you ready to get in the show or what pal yeah buddy all right um you know who's really been grinding gars uh gears this year josh you know who's really been pissing me off yeah who this Kirk fucking cousins. Well, we I went on a cousins rant last week. Okay, we're not talking about cousins this week. We're talking about who's been grinding Gar's gears. This is gonna be fucking Robert Tunyon. Josh, you're a Packers fan. Maybe you can give me some insight. This guy in 2020 popped off for 11 touchdowns. He wasn't the number two target on his team. He just popped off with all these touchdowns around the goal line. He really seemed to have Rogers' trust and Rogers' ear and Rogers' heart and whatever else. Well, who knows if Rogers has a heart at this point? But Rogers, you know immunity crystals um he really just seemed to really vibe with him in 2020 he popped off last year of course the unfortunate injury this year came back um you know fully healthy as far as i can tell what why is tunyon absolute garbage why do he have this one pop-off season and when green bay is now absolutely desperate for anyone who can do anything why the fuck is tunyon grinded my gears when he could be out there popping off um in this vacuum of receivability in green bay um, well, you know, first off, it's his inner love crystal. That's where, that's what his heart replacement has been. Um, he probably up. has some extras from giving zero to his family. Well, that's, they're not the biggest of crystals. Um, I, I, to be honest, I have no idea. I expected him to have a better season. He's had a couple games where it's just like he disappears. Um, who knows if that's because the offensive line has been kind of a struggle bus and he's been asked to help similar to what George Kittle was in the beginning of the season. Um, but you know, they do have, they've apparently found a playmaker in Christian Watson, um, at least when it's in the red zone. Um, cause he's only got 18 catches with five touchdowns or something like that. So it's not like, you know, I don't even know Rogers, despite having one more game than, um, majority of quarterbacks in the NFC, he's like top three in all categories. So it's like, huh. It's like, who's he throwing the ball to? Because I honestly don't know who has yards on the Green Bay Packers. Sammy Watkins is literally just garbage blowing in the wind at this point. Um, and other than that, you know, Lazard, I guess, is probably the the leading receiver. Um, and then Dobbs and then Wash, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, Watson is, he's probably not even top three as far as yardage goes, but um, yeah, I did see a little tidbit guard that might turn the season around. I'm talking run the table. We're not dead. Keep it moving. R-E-L-A-Z, how spelling. Um, Geronimo Allison was spotted in Green Bay. What? 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 So, 8-2 is not very comfy right now, is it, bud? <laughs> 
do we just can we yeah i mean do we just forfeit the rest of the season do we just pack it in say we'll see you in 2025 well it depends on how long the contract is what if he signs a 10-year deal oh my god josh what we can't <sighs> anyway shout out to walters for the bit um that fucking robert tunyon has been grinding gar's gears all year he's been very disappointed um moving on josh to the rant and the rave segment start time seven minutes and 55 seconds into the podcast um Ranted rave, Josh. I'm going back to my... It's been my favorite conspiracy theory for years. And I've, I've definitely weaned myself off the conspiracy theories. I've been embarrassed a couple of times, you know, still believing shit that I hadn't challenged in years and years. But that's that's a very different podcast than tonight. One of my favorite... One of my favorite um, conspiracy theories of all time for the Vikings is that the Vikings are one of the best jobbers in NFL history. We might be the jobber of the NFL. And for those who don't know, jobber is a bit of a wrestling term. And there might be some better terms used or some more accurate terms. But I've always heard it as jobber. So a jobber in you know professional wrestling, WWE-type terms, is someone who puts someone else over. Someone who you know loses intentionally um, or you know performs spectacularly to make the other person look better and so that's my favorite conspiracy theory of the nfl if you want to believe it's rigged if you want to believe it's fixed i think the vikings for a very long time have always been the team that help help puts other teams over not exclusively of course there's 32 fucking teams it's not like we can put over every team always but you know and half the time with jobbers, you have to build up the jobber to then make it make the other person you're putting over look even better. So the eight going into the weekend, the eight and one Vikings are like, holy shit! You know these guys have probably gotten lucky a couple times. The balls bounced their way, but these Minnesota Vikings are eight and one. Good fucking god! Kevin O'Connell has really turned the ship around. And then those eight and one Vikings at home decide to lose forty to three in uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys who are getting back healthy. Think, things are turning around. They might be, you know, they might be winning the um, the OBJ lottery. So the Vikings had to be built up to eight one to then make the Cowboys look that fucking impressive. Um, and that's my just my favorite conspiracy of all times that the Vikings are one of the, if not the best job in NFL history. And our purpose within the league is to put over other teams. Josh, what are your thoughts? So kind of like fluffers. Yeah, bingo. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're there to get things going to get get the job started, and then yeah. now that Dallas has built that momentum, they're likely to carry it into the first round of the playoffs, and then run a draw play on, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter with ten seconds left. Um, yeah, I mean that's great, but I mean I'm surprised you didn't want to mention the other topic that the Minnesota Vikings are making headlines about. Well, speaking Joel, of fluffers, yeah, Joel. That that marine slash doctor slash pilot slash repairman <laughs> astronaut deli- pizza delivery boy plumber yeah dude the 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 pool yeah. boy the greatest man to has ever fucking lived the cock of the walk if you will yeah you know that's to me it's just baffling you know I'm I'm happy that the Minnesota Vikings have chosen a hero to rally behind but <laughs> he isn't um, Josh let's be perfectly fucking clear that man is a hero to so many he might be a hero to you know he might have he honestly might have touched more lives than the U.S. military for being completely honest with ourselves that man might be I, a bigger hero than any member of the U.S. military no offense to our you know our you know our tried and true yeah well you know I'm not gonna. Not gonna, not gonna agree with you on that one. Just because whenever uh-huh. I see a military you patriotic shake hand, fuck. I don't, I don't feel the need to take a shower after I shake a military person's hand. We we just uh, had we just had Veterans Day, Josh. Veterans Day was eleven eleven. Did you text Jesse? Did you thank Jesse for his fucking service to our country? Jesse was deployed, son. Did you text a thank you to Jesse? 
I put my flag at half mass. I sit outside saluting from noon to midnight. <laughs> That's a fucking lie. Well, you know, it's not necessarily. What about Nate? What huh? What about Jordan? Huh? See, I put my flag at quarter staff, <laughs> and because half staff is not low enough. Um, but no, I just I just thought that was funny, and then you know the guy who put it up there. Oh, uh, what? Absolutely great uh, bit. I mean, I, of course, yeah. the most likely scenario is that some just, you know, social media intern didn't see it, or I, I would have to assume that some social media manager had the <laughs> final decisions and some, some older person wasn't perfectly aware of who Johnny Sins is. But I, in my, I have to believe that some, any social media like manager or whatever, I would assume they're, you know, you know, millennial, millennial age. And I just, I want to hope someone snuck that in on purpose. Like walk, watch the world burn. Let's see this shit, dude. I, I, to me, it's way funnier if some young person got it through for the memes, but um, I can understand why some old whites would be like this is fucking disrespectful but, 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 but regardless if it was intentional or accidental fucking hilarious in my mind guarantee you it was paul allen <laughs> paul allen a big fan of the prawn i'm um, gonna just to be perfectly clear we've been kind of talking i guess in this veiled and we're not afraid i mean we swear we're an explicit podcast i market explicit every single week twice a week in fact these days um johnny sins big famous porn star um he was <laughs> for the bit he was um he was dressed up in a military uniform, I would assume, for some sort of porn shoot, and that picture was used as like a, a salute to service deal, and it was shown on the you know, the um, what do you call it? the make? Not I was going to say Megatron, but that's not right. What what's the word I'm Jumbotron. looking for? Jumbotron. <laughs> Megatron. I mean, it is kind of a Megatron, but no. Johnny Sin's picture was shown on the Jumbotron, and a salute to service. What and what do you say? Someone said this is my cousin Joel or whatever loves the Vikings, something like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so por- porn star made it on the jumbotron in the vi- in the U.S. Bank Stadium. That's what we're talking about. Just to be perfectly 100 percent clear, because we believe in transparency here at the Hood Pod. Um, but you- more applause than the Vikings too. Well, I mean, absolutely. He's, I'm sure he scored a lot more than the Vikings as well that day. Oh. Uh, Josh, you, I noticed we don't have any bullet points here about the Packers, and I would be remiss because Mika last week, he was like, I could listen to Josh rant and rave or cry or bitch or whatever he said for hours. Um, do you want to get in at least a quick 30-second uh, rant about how the Packers are back to being dead after just one week being back alive? Yeah, you know, in the business, Jamie could probably confirm or deny or probably, you know, we'll ignore whatever she says, actually. But um, in the business, when uh, an individual is declared dead, there's this brief moment in time where the gas exhumes from the body as their, you know, kind of their internal organs shut down and, you know, turn off. The final final flatulence. Kind of like when you power down an old computer desktop, you can hear the fan whirring, and then all of a sudden it just dies or just stops working. See, what we experienced last week was that that last sort of fluff of air coming out of the Green Bay Packers. Um, But I will say that, Gar, I didn't know that Rodgers' thumb was broken. Um, And, you know, rumor has it that that tape that he wears is actually holding it on. He's a nine-fingered quarterback. That's probably the first in the NFL. I mean, holding so, it on, that would that would imply he has zero skin connected from his thumb to the rest of his hand. That is right. wildly inaccurate. Yeah. Did, did you well, – is it, though? Yes. Um, but um, so it's just one of those things. Like, yes, they're dead. Um, and at this point in time, I think that the entire universe needs to provide kind of a moment of silence. 
uh, preferably whenever in my presence from now until, you know, March. Um, and then we can get back to celebrating their greatness in April. And you guys um, are going into Philadelphia this weekend. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I believe Sunday night. Um, it's very possible that Joe Barry gets left behind. Um <laughs> In Philadelphia or in Green Bay, whichever one they choose. Um, at this point in time, I could call Engage 8 and have a better defensive plan than him. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, overall, yeah, Green Bay's dead. They're deader than dead. <laughs> They're dead. All right, we will move on here. Um, we appreciate your rants and your raves, Josh. We will move on here to the, um, what the fuck did we even call this? I don't know, the weekly recap. The grain of salt. Yeah, the weekly recap. Well, the weekly recap is the segment, and the grain of salt is the first, you know, sub-segment, if you will. But uh, segment start time, to be very clear for Audio Al, he loves this bit. The segment start time was about 16 minutes and 20 seconds into the pod. Um, so, Josh, how sal- how salty were you this week, pal? Uh, some might say that I'm sweet, uh, six and oh, no big Ooh, deal. Child. Yeah. I had another, had a pretty solid week this week after going two and four last week. Um, 46 and 20 overall, 69.7 win percent. Um, my intellectual property of Joshua Allen Munger incorporated. I am three ninety two and two thirteen for a 64.79%. Um, I also just want to, you know, if I had a horn, I'd be tooting it right now. Um, since week or week eight, nine, 10, and 11 in the Hidden Oaks Redraft League, head to head matchups, I'd only have one loss, ladies. Tough, brother. That's versus everybody. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a very successful season, quite. So I can't wait till week 15, 16 if I get a buy uh, for my team to just absolutely decide, you know what? I'm going to roll my ankle. Done. Making breakfast. <laughs> making breakfast sorry son i tripped on the banana peel when i was trying to throw a little banana slices into my oatmeal um but yeah, all right and Josh- i did come back to be walters and victoria's secret i thought that game was lost down by three he had d hop and i had brandon Ayuk. yeah you <sighs> we, were, we were playing i believe we were playing cod sunday night you're like yeah there's no way d hop outscore I, I don't know how you were or yeah i don't know how you thought that Ayuk. there was a, no situation where Ayuk could outscore hopkins i thought you were fucking crazy but you know, probably got the win, bud. Good for the podcast. But if nothing I have Ayuk. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no. I, I. There's no. There's. Of course. There's plenty of circumstances where Ayuk could outscore D Hop by three. All it would take is right. like a but touchdown. I just figured that. Yeah, but I figured with the you know the passing options, Debo Samuel. Um, they run the ball a lot. Ayuk. You know, he gets. He only had 20 yards, but he had two touchdowns. So that's that's why I won. Hopkins had nine catches for 80 some yards. He just didn't get that touchdown. So, yeah, but Victoria's know, really- Secret is a standard scoring league, right? Or you guys half point PPR? <laughs> they, they were afraid of the half point PPR, uh, so they went back to standard. Jesus. Um, yeah, they're absolutely lost in the past. It's embarrassing. Um, but yeah, no, it's a standard league, and and you know Jamal Williams, thank you very much for your service last week, Brandon Ayuk. Um, so thank you guys. You guys did good. Kyle Pitts, rotten hell that's yeah poof that was that was tough um all right anyways josh moving on to me josh i know you don't normally have to look at my page but assuming you still have the spreadsheet open want to go ahead and just um look at mine real quick so i have some way somehow over the last couple weeks here the red wave that the republicans were talking about actually happened a little bit earlier it happened for me about week six through week nine i experienced the red wave but we're crawling ourselves back josh this after going seven and one last week this week we went six and two 
I have crawled my way back to 500 in all my head-to-heads here, including the, those median matchups. So I am now 44 in 44, batting 500 head-to-head, still live in Brad's guillotine, had the highest score in that league this week, shout-out, and also have the most fab, but we'll talk about that at the end of the show. I'm interested in your thoughts on that situation. Um, but yeah, using the intellectual property of Josh Owen Bunker Incorporated, it is not as pretty as a picture as my 44 and 44 would implicate. Those numbers are fluffed, those are inflated, those are Johnny Sins numbers. I am actually 442 and 512. So I'm batting 463 in reality, um, but my head-to-head, what everyone else can see is that I'm just, you know, I'm 44 and 44, baby. Um, but those numbers are propped up a bit. You know, what were some of my lens this week? One of my wins was 2 and 7. Another one of my wins was 3 and 8. I mean, I was squeaking by on a couple of those, so it's just, there's certainly some luck index in those 44 wins, but we'll fucking take it, Josh. Who cares? Am I right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Win's a win. Um, I mean, if you looked at, if you look back at mine, you know, the head-to-head for the Hidden Oaks redraft, the first four weeks, maybe even the first six, um, aside from week one, it was literally losing to everybody else almost. Um, well, just a couple weeks in there, but the victory, not the victories, deflate these balls is another one where I was winning games I shouldn't have been winning. Um, and yeah, so overall though, yeah, a win's a win. I did go back and look, and the record for regular season wins is 11. That's back when we, when Derek got it in like 20, it was before they, before we extended it one extra week. So if I get to 11 wins by week 13 and head to head, I'm going to throw a party. Okay. Uh, will you finally up, update the website at that point just so you can brag for your own personal stats? No, because nobody will go to it anyways. So <laughs> that's the spirit. All right, Josh. Um, I guess I can do the FanDuel top three because I'm not doing the, the headlines bit or the headlines bit traditionally again this week. I promise it's coming back, but we'll get there in a second. Um, the FanDuel top three this week, Josh, flying through it for fantasy points. We had Pollard at 33.9. We saw him absolutely torch the Vikes. Devontae Adams had 29.6, and Joe Cool had 28.7. Um, but he's going to have to, that, those numbers are going to go down, though, very quickly. He's got some home alone um, reruns he has to do some media appearances for, so I would expect Joe Cool to disappear. The top three values were Samaj P. Ryan, 5.4 times value. Um, no one, I'm guessing absolutely no one had him in their lineup. No one could have predicted that. Um, you know, Joe Mixon going down. Uh, but he also had three receiving touchdowns, so that's absolutely wild. The commies had a 4.8 times value. They absolutely dog-walked. <laughs> Who the fuck the commies play? I don't know. Houston, um, maybe? Houston. Yeah, there we go. Um, and then Tony Pollard, 4.2 times value. So seeing him in both the top three fantasy points and the top three values is nice for him. Top three weekly totals, Walters. While everyone else struggled, Walters was the only man who saw through all the bullshit. Walters had 129.52. So Walters proving over and over again he is real. And whatever website he reads that tells him which players to play in Daily Fantasy is working out. So Walters, you paid that $70 probably for that subscription, and that'll work out when you get paid you know, $140 bucks plus. So you'll be netting $60. A worthy investment. Um, Elena Camp and second place she only got 109 so that's what i'm talking about pretty much everyone struggling fancy this week walters was a you know a diamond of the rough getting 129 second place had nine or 20 less points than um walters so elena 1.9 or 109.1 and then carter um carter shipman 108 flat for the leaderboard garbanzo best bean or garbanzo best bean i i don't know if he's been on a radar i guess maybe i haven't been paying attention we're not keeping track of the last week top three like we were last year but i didn't expect glenn to be thrust into first place um glenn's down first place with 1270.4 Pennickman walters who's been solid all year 
is in second place with 1263.46. And then Jack Mihoff, who I believe was just in four, first last week, has now thrown down to third, you know, to Walter's delight. Um, Jack is now in third with 1249.58. Um, yeah. And we, you know, these... Uh, pretty much everyone should have 10 scores by next week, so there shouldn't be anyone who is behind anymore because I think there's still a couple players who have missed a week or two. But uh, we p- should have a pretty representative, um, you know, top 10 or top three uh, with 10 contests pretty quickly here. But, Josh, how do you feel about it? I believe you're falling down to ninth place. Um, I haven't looked. I know that last week, I mean, I was just looking back at some of the previous weeks. 129 might be the lowest top score we've had. So it's not like he's because he, there were a couple of weeks where 129 wouldn't have even cracked the top three. Like I checked three weeks and it wouldn't have cracked the top three in two of them. So it uh, it was it was a bad week overall for people. It seems like um, not a lot of things bounced the way they should. Probably a lot of people put in Vikings players um, after Green Bay and whoever else played the Dallas Cowboys and just all over them. So I, I assume that that's probably where some of the people lost their points. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I fell down to the ninth, it's just, you know, making for a better Disney comeback. Yeah, to your point, Josh, I could. Um, I'm not going to sit here and go through everything, but so one of the, the one stat we haven't used in um, FanDuel yet, we might use it next year just for fun, because um, we've used all the different ways of determining winners. And I actually did, it didn't take me as long as I thought. I did just confirm that Walter's winning this week. Um, 129 was the lowest. Derek also has a win that's 133. That was week six or 133.9. Um, but the one stat we haven't used for determining the winner for us in FanDuel is probably because there'd be so many ties, but would be most wins. And Walter's and Carmel Bear are the only two people with two like weekly wins. So that's just having the most points in a given week. And so I think that'd be an interesting way to pick the money winner as well. But Walter's gets his second win, and he is one of only two people to have won multiple weeks this year so that's interesting but you are correct that walters 129 it's very impressive relative to have what everyone else did but it is the lowest scoring winner of the year so two different conflicting stats there but still good for walters i mean he was able to you know 129 is a pretty good base score to have in your lineup of 10 different scores so i'd say good for him yeah yeah not not saying it's a bad score. I know I've got a couple that are in the 90s, uh, low hundreds. So I'm hoping that I can kind of shake them off by you know week 17, whatever. Um, and so you know get a get a game of you know 130 in there that'll bump up my total by about 40. Assuming Walters doesn't crack 100. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. <laughs> All right, Josh. We got to keep moving though, because we are at we were just we're just meandering today, and I'll take responsibility because I'm obviously having just a good casual conversation. But we're already almost at 27 minutes, so let's move into the hoodlines here. Um, and we're not doing the bit as normal, but we would like to thank Skybusters for being so lovely. Skybusters has sponsored this bit, and I hope he's not disappointed at his investment this year. We started out really hot, but I feel like so many of the jokes we come up with are just so redone, and so we just want to give it a pause. At least my thought has been give it a pause for a couple weeks and then hit it hard for the playoffs. So. Skybusters, thank you so much for continuing to invest in this podcast, and I'm sorry if the hoodlines has not been the bit you've wanted it to be, but we already did take away the Fantasty Zone, so you get what you get. Um, Josh, I lost to Jesse this week. I'm fucking depressed. It's time to quit this league. I am yo-yoing hard. I'm bottoming out maybe harder than I ever have in this league. Nikita steals a narrow victory against, I want to say, Derek or Eric. Eric. I don't remember. It was one of the, it the was Eric's. Eric. 
Um, but good for her. Eric has been a top team as well. So Nikita battling it out for her place amongst the best of the best. Jamie um, is trying to spoil Brian's repeat dreams. Brian is currently in seventh place, and ESPM has him at like a 53% chance of making the playoffs. Um, but those percentages are absolutely garbage. Um, you know, I could win out and be 12 and 14 or something, or 12 and 12, or whatever it ends up being. So, um, you know, Brian, I'm still, or I think I could be 14 and 14 if I won out all the matchups. So, yep. Um, anyways, bring it on, Brian. Um, Jamie is trying to spoil your dreams of a repeat, though, so you're going to have to hold on for dear life if you want to make it into the show. And then also, Josh, you're currently sitting atop the league. I believe you're alone at like 17 and 5, and the next couple are 16 and something. Um, are you going to win Correct. the whole thing? Do you want to call that right now? Or, you know, with still six, you know, losses and wins to be thrown around, do you think it's a little too early? Are you not quite yet that comfy? Well, I mean,. I said it during the grain of salt. You know, my my team has literally been lighting it up this past four weeks, um, and so I'm I'm pretty happy. But all, we all we all know it takes just like one injury to ruin a season for fantasy. Uh, like one injury to a key player, um, it, it could could potentially turn the tides. I will say that this whole uh, winning streak where I have the top scores in the league, um, it it started during uh, Herbert's bye week when I plugged in Justin Fields. Um, and now that he might not play and he might be out for an extended period of time, um, the empire has fallen. It's very possible that I end up losing out, missing the playoffs, you know, going around screaming, uh, profanities at nothing and yeah, calling it a day. Um, but if we're living in a realistic world, yeah, I'm going to win it all twice. Nice, dude. Good for you. All right. Um, and then you. it looks like you had started the side bet yesterday, but you didn't finish it. Um, is there any chance you got a chance to relook at that? Because I didn't want to touch it mid whatever math you were doing, because I'm sure that was plenty of work to go through and add up all those targets. Do we do want to call the key to the winner? Do you want to maybe go back tonight or tomorrow and confirm that? Or I, I was too lazy to do it, it myself. I am... I, I am at 98.5% uh, certainty that Nikita is the winner. Okay. Um, I believe in order for her to have tied, Elijah Mitchell would have needed to get 13 or 14 targets. Oh, okay, gotcha. Or DeAndre Hopkins would have needed to get 20, and he only got 13 or 12. All right, so we will tentatively call Nikita the side bet winner, and I still haven't paid Bradley from last week. I'm just, you know, I'm just slacking all around. But we'll tentatively call the side bet winner for this week, Nikita. She won the side bet of Margaret Pantry Master Race, which was the team with the most total targets amongst all their starting players. Um, So shout out to Nikita for being a big fan of the Market Pantry, and she is now a member of the Market Pantry Master Race race josh moving on to the worthy waivers with a start time of 30 minutes and five seconds we got to get out of here but um any of these top you know tay train i've been holding this whole time but i'm guessing most leagues latavius murray has been open now that melvin gordon's released is he worth it no not, not in really. that offense what about samaje p ryan while mixon is uh dealing with that you know the concussion uh his brain bruise i don't know how long he's gonna be out with it so potential if if he's out, obviously he's we're a being a lot more cautious have. these days. That's why I thought it was interesting. Concussions have obviously been are a hot we, topic. Well, allegedly. I mean, are we? Tua Tua was this year. And that was like three concussions in a six day span. It's I don't think it's quite that bad. But all right, um, Traylon Burks. I mean, he should be held in you know at least in most dynasty formats. Maybe he's he was available in redraft leagues. But Demarcus Robinson popped off out of nowhere after their buy. Greg Dortch. Now that Rondell, you know they lost Ertz and now they've lost what Rondell Moore. So um, do we think Greg Dortch can do anything sustainable in that um, offense with Colt McCoy out there? 
Uh, honestly, yeah, I think Greg Dortch would be a good ad. Um, he, I, I thought it was funny. He was the only person that was like in the first series and the last series on that offense. Like they changed out everybody, and then Greg Dortch was getting catches. Maybe AJ Green was in that mix too. But Dortch. Um, but yeah, Dorch had you know he looks like a good playmaker. He's fun. He was fun to watch last night. Um, and then I see your next one here is Jamison Williams. Um, I don't know. Um, rookie wide receivers this year have had you know their their flashy moments. Uh, Watson in the last couple of weeks, um, and then Drake London started off pretty hot. Um, I'm forgetting one. Oh no, I have him too. Garrett Wilson, Drake Wilson. London. Yeah, yeah. Wilson, Wilson had a, has had a few up weeks. Pickens has had a solid weeks. Uh, Pickens did just drop a catch that would have been a touchdown last oh, week. Oh no. no, and he got ejected. But, uh, oh no, why? Uh, I don't Who know. Cares? He was pushing someone but, over. Yeah, so the... the rookie wide receivers, he might be worth holding on to. I wouldn't thrust him in your starting lineup. Um, but yeah, Burks might be up into that category where he's going to make it into that starting lineup for a lot of teams. Um, depending on how bye weeks shake out for the next couple of weeks. But yeah, um, I don't think I'd go with somebody coming off the IR that was supposed to be back a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then they were just hopefully being cautious with and it wasn't a setback. All right. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see about all those. Uh, but we do got to get out of here, though, Josh. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we'll be back here Saturday morning. We appreciate everyone who, you know, operates in the Discord. Josh, it's been a couple, what are we, on week three, week four, where we really haven't had the obituaries a bit in its form. You obviously have nothing yeah. written, as you and I can both see. Do you have anything prepared for Eric's? If not, I'm just going to free ball it, because Eric's has been a, a big part of this pod and a big part of our community for a while, so we have to say some nice things about Eric's. We, we could skate by shitting on Brad last week. We've shit on Brad our whole lives, and we've just, you know, we've demeaned him to the point where he accepts it, and we've abused him to that point. We can't do that to Eric. So do you have things you can say about Eric's? Because if not, I will f- feel forced to, because Eric's is a good man. I will. I will let you take the lead, and if I have... If I feel like I'm going to chime in, I'll chime in when you give pause. All right. All right. Well, let's, um, we got to change the tone here, Josh, because things are very sad and I'm sad. And with sadness comes sad music just so you can extrapolate or exponentially increase your sadness. So here's some sad music and then we'll talk about Eric's. was 2018 Josh was extremely bored he was scrolling on fantasy football subreddits and he came across a post from a man in Latvia who had no more heat than his single um, computer in his living room slash bedroom slash bathroom in his small little pathetic Latvian apartment and Josh found this post of a man looking for members for an online only, only dynasty league. And Josh was like, you know what? Let's do it. Me and Garlic like doing stuff. We like fantasy football. We're doing a podcast. Sounds like great content. And ever since Josh found that post on Reddit, beautiful friendship and companionship and kinship has formed and it's thanks to this beautiful man from latvia and so we're sad that as a man who joined a league where he knew he would not be able to draft he was forced to auto pick because latvia is fucking eight hours ahead of central standard time the superior standard time of all of america and he made it to the top seven top eight top eight top seven i don't know top eight 
of the guillotine league that Brad created. And Eric's is a man who's given us plenty of content for the podcast. He continues to chat over and over again. And I feel like I just have to... I have to talk about how much I'm going to miss him. Because Eric's has done so much for us. He's helped carry our community on his back, Josh. And I just... I don't know if I can go forward without Eric's in the community. He's dead, Josh. He was beheaded. All because he didn't start Justin Fields, the fucking idiot. He started Jalen Hurts against Jeff Saturday. Josh just ended. I can't say some nice things about Eric's. So what you're saying is he dropped the ball in a similar fashion to his new play toy, George Pickens. Went right through his fingers. So close, yet so far. R.I.P. and peace. Eric's sequestrian. Oh, Steelers. I believe it's steel down.